play the fucking intro. Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 255, where we are going to have a great interview with the band Trashed Again, coming at us from uh, Newcastle in Australia. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to playing some music off of their new EP, Scars on Show. Uh, plus, we have a lot of other great music on the show, and because the interviews, as you can tell, our episodes go long when we have the interviews, we're going to get right into it. Uh, with the new music, new music that's coming up, uh, Die Hipster Records on March 5th. They put out Kids in the Hall, Volume 3. It's a compilation. It's free. There's like eight or nine different bands on there, and they are just saying, pass on the word. Go get it. Go check it out. You can check out a bunch of cool bands, and you know, then you can go support the bands otherwise. And you can also check out the other stuff that Die Hipster Records has for sale. So go over to their Bandcamp page and look for Kids in the Hall, Volume 3. It's their most recent release, at least as of today. Destructifux, they released Tales from the Alleyway. It's an EP on the 7th. There's actually two tracks on there now, and at least another one coming. I'm not sure if there's more than that. Splats released Scalps, which is a single on the 7th. Itchy, featuring The Baboon Show, and Tarankani, Tarankani, featuring The Venomous Pinks. Uh, They released a split on SBAM or SBAM Records. Uh, Woman Anarchist and Double Arrows Down are the tracks. James Domestic released Carry On Repeating on TNS Records on the 9th. Uh, Rick's Revisionin released Scooger. Scugger. Uh, <laughs> S-K-U-G-G-O-R. Scooger. I'll go with that. Uh, that's a single. They have an EP called Blank coming up. Uh, Flogging Molly released a new single called These Times Have Got Me Drinking. Drug Church released Hygiene on the 11th. Warfare released Doomsday on Triple B Records on the 11th. The Von Tramps released a new full length called Go. Band here out of Salt Lake City. We'll talk more about them here shortly. Whiskey's Wake released Wake Up Whiskey on the 11th. Abe and His Babe released Breaking Away single. We'll have that on an upcoming episode. Nerdlinger released... Hollywood Ritz, which is a single on P Records. I like that track. I recommend checking it out over on P Records at Australia. The Great Lie released Burners EP. Definitely plan on playing something from there. Chupascabra had a, a couple tracks they had previously released, included on this LP called Trash City Rockers that came out on the 11th. But a bunch of new tracks, uh, including a handful but uh, that I really like. So we'll, we'll get to that on a future episode as well. Boring Girls, we just played them. They're from Montreal, Quebec. We just played them a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, and they just put out another new EP called Fuck You So Much. <laughs> well, it better not be boring. <laughs> I know it won't. They don't live up to their namesake. Right? <laughs> that's a good thing. I know that sounded. <laughs> March 11th, is that, that came out also on the 11th. Punky Ruckus put out a new single called We Won't Be Divided. The Drowns put out a new single. They have a new EP that'll be coming out soon. Over on Pirates Press Records, a single you can check out that's going to be coming out on it is called Live Like You're Dying. That was the 11th. On the 12th, Crash Induction released The Second Coming. We'll be playing something off of that on an upcoming episode. On the 13th, Shamrocks put out a new single called Go On Home, Russian Soldiers. Uh, They are a band from Ukraine, 
played them before over on Punkanoid Worldwide, and I played that track on the Celtic Punk episode slash drinking song slash St. Patty's Day this week, and it's that time of year episode <laughs> that I just did the other day. But I kicked that episode off with that track, and you can help support the Ukrainian army at defendukraine.org forward slash donate. Go check out uh, Shamrocks. Go check out the track. And there are several other places uh, that you can donate to through that website. So go check that out. Jars, who's from Russia, they, on the 14th, the day after that, released a track called Zabavi, Z-A-B-A-V-Y. That's a single. And all the money from that track and every other release on the Jars Bandcamp will go to their friends in Ukraine because... Just because you're from a country does not mean you support what your country's doing. Uh-huh. They do not. Yep. I mean, just because, yeah, just because our country invaded a certain Middle Eastern country some 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. Didn't mean that we all supported it. Right. <laughs> Actually, for most of us, quite the opposite. It's like, God damn it. Why? Why are we getting involved again? Right. Yeah. So that's what, uh, that's what I like to believe is a lot of people on this planet's mindset when their country is all like, oh, we're going to go to war. Why? Because we can. Right. <laughs> because, well, diplom- diplomacy didn't exactly work in our favor. So time to break out the big guns. And I mean the big guns. When it comes down to it, yeah. governments, politicians, they're the ones doing bad shit. And I'm sure mm-hmm. on any side, in any situation, they're doing bad shit. Doesn't mean the people are, and it doesn't mean the people that live there should have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just like I said uh, last episode. Don't hate the uh, the pawns or the kings or queens, the bishops, rooks, knights, whatever. Hate the people that are moving the pieces, right? Because they are the ones in power. You hate hate the puppeteer, not the puppets, right? Indeed. Uh, a few more on the list. Uh, Upper Downer released a new single called Responsibility on Wiretap Records on the 14th. Mr. Irish Bastard released McGregor Irish Hooligan single. That's a cool single. That came out on the 14th. Chemicide, they released Common Sense on the 15th. Dropkick Murphys also put a new single out called We Shall Overcome. Uh, on the 15th, on the 16th, Manic and Spy, they put a split out together. Two tracks from each band on Triple B Records. Coming out on the 17th, Paranoid Visions is putting out Halo of Phlegm, which is the Vinyl Countdown Part 4, Refreshed Exposures. You can go over to rotaryvinyl.com, rotaryvinyl.com's uh, Bandcamp page as well. On the 18th, Chargers releasing War Horse. That is a war horse of a record indeed. It's over on Pirates Press. I've been listening to it. It's awesome. Erupt is releasing Left to Rot EP on Static Shock Records. On the 18th, Tramp is releasing... A two-track EP called Jailbait and All I Want on Wanda Records on the 18th. Scoundrels is releasing Oh No, Not Again on the 18th. The Decline is releasing Kenneth, which is a single, on P Records on the 18th, which I thought was funny. I I looked that up when I saw that it was coming out, and I think that they wrote something along the lines of, it turns out that The Decline has written about everything that they've wanted to write about, and so now they're writing a song called Kenneth. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> Something to that effect. I am paraphrasing. Uh, the Rats, they're releasing Found Dead on the 20th. Gridiron's releasing No Good at Goodbyes on the 25th. Spill Your Guts is releasing The Wrath It Takes 
On the 25th, uh, the rest of these are all going to be on the 25th. The Anomalies re are releasing Glitch. Ignite is releasing self-titled Ignite. Neutrals is releasing Bus Stop Nights EP on Static Shock Records. And finally, Scarhead is releasing Generators of Violence EP. Uh, that's on the 25th. Yep. And they'll be touring pretty soon. Yes. Oh, yeah. The mighty Scarhead. <laughs> so. I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Eric, anything you want to add to this list? I do have a couple things I want to add. Uh, yeah, first, I just want to remind everybody that our local uh, hardcore saviors, Violent Unrest, have released a single called Can't Break Me. And I will be shedding light on that one next episode. It is a great song. It's a great single. They cover the uh, uh, Sisters of Mercy song, Lucretia. Lucretia? Yes. I have no idea how that's pronounced. Lucretia, but, yes. Yeah, Lucretia, My Reflection. And they do a really good job of it, by the they way. They sure did. Oh, yeah. It's not a necessarily like a... Okay, it is a new release. It came out in February in on the 24th, but it's not as current as the ones that we have listed. But you want to know what is current? Don't Trust Anybody, or more simply known as DTA. They released a new seven-song EP... Today. Okay. As of today. That is, yeah, March 16th, 2022. They've released Taking Big Leaps Over Small Minds. <laughs> yeah. They haven't released new music in a in a long time. So this is a this is definitely a refresher. I have not listened to it yet, but I, because it's only been out for a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> You've been working today. Yeah. Well, it may have been a... It may have been more than a few hours. I I saw the post a couple hours ago from uh, their singer, Greg. Yeah, it says it right here. I'm looking at it. Two hours ago, he was posted. So, yeah, that's how fresh this album is. So, so as far as you're yeah. concerned, it was released two hours ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be getting to that eventually. I got some more songs I got to check out. Still got to listen to the Flogging Molly one. I now have to listen to the Jars one. Right? Yeah. So that's... uh, And, uh, yeah, I got a pretty loaded... Loaded next couple of weeks. But that's a good thing. It is a good thing. That is Not a, a bad problem. Thing. Let's get into the new music on this episode. And yeah. you're playing a lot of music. You know, I'm skipping ahead just a little bit. We talk about live shows that were coming, that, that we've seen. And it's been a long time since I have. I actually saw one this week. But you yeah. saw one, and uh, that has inspired a lot of your picks on this episode. Oh, yes. Yeah, all two of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, uh, yes, I was at a show just this last Saturday the one and only Drug Church. They came through and they just ripped it apart. They were so good. They are such a great band to see live. They're one of the happiest, funniest, just uh, enticing bands, just wanting to get everybody involved and just like, yeah, all the little clever onstage quips. We'll get to that a little bit later. But one thing that was cool is on the 11th, that was the day that I saw them. Okay. That was the day of the show. And that was the first show that they played with their album officially released. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, pretty cool timing, I guess. It is. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, Drug Church, as well as the other bands, they they all did very well, very uh, best of their abilities sets. <laughs> I don't know how else to word that, but that's the best I could come up with on the fly. <laughs> uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later, actually pretty soon, too, because my... Uh, Next older, lesser-known pick is dealing with one of the bands that was on that bill. But Drug Church, yeah, their album Hygiene, 
I finally was able to listen to it. And yep, it's a it's a pretty solid release. It's a great one. And and yeah, the funny thing about Drug Church, I've officially I officially have a description for them. They're like a softer version of the Bronx. Okay. <laughs> they still got those weird janky uh rhythms with the strange as fuck guitar tones and just the overall delivery of their music, but it's not as spastic as the Bronx. This one seems a little bit more uh uh, reserved in attitude, but it's still very fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. They are fantastic musicians and they are just wonderful at what they do, but they're not as aggressive as the Bronx. Okay. Yep. And, but they do have their moments where they get a little bit, uh, you know, shall we say angrier. And that <laughs> is where this, uh, today's pick comes in piss and quiet, piss and quiet. It is about as close to an old school, hardcore punk song that you get on this record. Just in this uh, sea of all these angular guitar patterns and just this weird, just this overall weird feeling that Drug Church has become known for. So, yeah, here's a little snippet from their newest album, Hygiene. This is Piss and Quiet. just as fleeting as one too right <laughs> yeah it's one of the shorter cuts on this record but i think it's the punchiest one and i don't know maybe it was my mood that day that made me just want to get a little more uh, putting some fisticuffs up with a brick wall <laughs> <laughs> okay not really it's not that i mean you heard it it's not that crazy it's more like a song of a in uh introverted thinking because that's really what it is. It's just like, I'm not one, as he's saying, I'm not one for slogans, anthems, or tricks. Um, simple cadence to sell cheap shit. <laughs> I don't believe a thing from the man on stage. <laughs> or from a man on stage. Just, you know, don't listen to what others are selling you. Be that a be that advertisement, or be that religion. Just any way of uh, making yourself submit to another way of thinking. Right. So, yep, yeah, it's just basically... Yeah, pissing quiet, I guess. Right. <laughs> and I just love the quip in that in that title. So that's one of the new Drug Church songs. I recommend listening to the entirety of Hygiene. 
I have a few times over, and yep, it's solid. It is a solid record. Thank you, Drug Church. Thank you for doing what you do and, and performing the way that you perform. You really get everybody hyped up. I was just in the back at that show, and I was just like, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, the back of that venue killed me. You're not, it's so small. You're not that far from the stage, even if you're <laughs> back by the soundboard. <laughs> so it works. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, I've got a couple new tracks. The first one, it is St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Uh, I did an episode just a couple days ago on the 14th on Pi Day. And uh, I played a bunch of, like I said, Celtic, folk punk, uh, drinking songs, all that kind of shit. I played this band, Whiskey's Wake. They are from here in, in Salt Lake. I played a track they put out called Red Haired Mary, which is a traditional Irish standard that they gave their rock and roll twist to. And I, like I said, I played that Shamrocks track, Go On Home Russian Soldiers. Played the new Flogging Molly track. Then, you know, several other cool bands such as Sir Reds, Rum Jacks, The Lagan, Blackwater County, Der Booter Vigie, The Clan, The Killigans, Rum Rebellion, Uncle Barton, The Dirty Bastards, Firkin, The Pub Crawlers, Kilmaine Saints, The Bible Code Sundays, The Peelers, The Mighty Regis, The Roughneck Riot, and Greenland Whale Fishers. So, point is, is I'm going to give you a sample of what a cool Salt Lake City band has just released which uh, just, like I said, just came out on the 11th. It's called Wake Up Whiskey. I want to thank Patrick for sharing it with us so we can play it here. I'm going to play a totally different track, but if this is the kind of music you're in because of the time of year or because it is just festive and uh, there's not a bad time to listen to fucking drinking songs anyway, right? So uh, let's get into Whiskey Back off of Wake Up Whiskey from Whiskey's Wake.
Whiskey's Wake, that was Whiskey Back. They're from Salt Lake. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and it sound it sounds Irish. It right? sounds Irish as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Plus they're saying about whiskey. That's just a, a staple Irish topic, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> if you don't have enough Guinness, well, whiskey it is. Right. As long as it's not from the South. I mean, if you're drinking Jack Daniels and calling yourself Irish, that's a little counterintuitive. Right. I mean, drink the Irish cream. Right. You're better off doing that than Jameson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Jameson is the pure Irish drink. So when you guys, I was actually making fun of, uh, I was actually making fun of St. Patty's Day. It was like, my friend made a post saying, oh, we're making Halloween's plans. Yes, it, on St. Paddy's Day. What about it? And I comment, well, St. Paddy's Day is basically Halloween for everybody who's not Irish. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, take that for what it's worth. But back to the focus at hand, whiskey's wake, whiskey's back, wake up, whiskey. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm starting to sense a theme here. <laughs> some good stuff. It's it's drinking music. You can definitely feel it. And if you want some drinking music and about an hour and a half's worth, go check out that episode I just did over Punkin' Oil Worldwide. Uh, if you like the, the what you were getting at, Junto, J-U-N-T-O, they did a uh, St. Patrick's Day song a few years back. I think I've played it twice already, so I don't play it anymore, but... It is one that talks about having a cliche St. Patrick's Day or St. Patty's Day where it talks about exactly what you just said. The, the dressing up and all the, the stuff that goes into St. Patrick's Day for oh, yeah. all the people that are not Irish. And, and all you know, not even just that, just what goes into it. It's kind of a, a different perspective of it. It's very funny. If you like it, uh, you know, some St. Patty's Day music and you don't want just a drinking song like what I provided on the other show, then you want to check that track out. J-U-N-T-O, Junto out of uh, Washington. <laughs> yeah, if you wanna if you wanna be really Irish, just uh just pour some Guinness in your Lucky Charm cer- cereal and wash it down with a shot of Jameson. There you go. <laughs> Eating uh, some fucking potatoes or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, we got one more new track. Actually, I'm going to be playing several new tracks, probably in place of some older, lesser knowns over the next few episodes. A lot of cool music has been shared. I'm trying to get to all of it. Have huge lists of music to get added on this show and over on Punkanoi Worldwide. I'm going to try to get to all of it as quickly as I can. So, in doing so, uh, on a few episodes, I'll be playing some tracks that might not necessarily be older or lesser known, but that's just what it is. Cool music nonetheless. We'll get there in a moment. Orphan Riot is a new track. It came out February 4th, so about six weeks ago. And Orphan Riot put out a new single called Forever Family. It is actually originally done by the band Ann Beretta, which I'll be playing Ann Beretta, not that track, but over on Punkanoi Worldwide next week. So if you want to hear an Ann Beretta track, go look it up. But if you want to wait until I put that episode out, you can listen to one there too. <laughs> uh, Forever Family, originally done by Ann Beretta. I want to thank Noel for sharing it with us. The band Orphan Riot is from Burlington in North Carolina. So we've played some New York, some Salt Lake City, and some Burlington. A lot of bands from the U.S. until we get to our interview, which we will be getting to here shortly. Uh, yes. Which is not entirely uncommon, just an observation I just made. So... Uh, Orphan Riot, let's get into the track Forever Family. Forever Family. 
<laughs> Orphan Riot, uh, go check out that new single again. Just came out uh, about six weeks ago, February 4th, Forever Family. Again, if you want to go check out Amberetta, go check out Amberetta. But thank you, Noel. 
That's Orphan Riot. They're from Burlington, North Carolina. Let's bounce up to Chicago, Illinois. Eric, for your pick. Yeah, my pick. So, yeah, bouncing back to the uh, Drug Church show. This was the first of all opening bands, a band called Lurk. Lurk, L-U-R-K, in all caps. That is very specific. <laughs> <laughs> I showed up at the show, and, uh, and yep, yeah, no bands have played yet. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's uh, see what they have to offer. And... Lurk who took the stage and what they had to offer? Oh, well, I after the fact, I bought two of their records. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's cool. Oh, yeah. They they were really great. They had great stage presence. It was a great opening to the whole night. I realized as I'm going through this uh, whole, uh, through my whole uh, tracks that I picked, I'm going to be going through half of the show anyway. So <laughs> I guess that'll save time for when we actually talk about the shows. There you go. So, yeah, there you go. Uh <clears throat> the funny thing about Lurk, their guitarist, he had his set list on his phone right on his pedal board. It's like, I was like, okay, good. So every time, I was kind of keeping a catalog of what tracks I really like to hear live. And I was like, all right. So I go on my Apple Music and I look at their albums. I go, okay, this album has that song. This album has that song. Okay. So I really liked those songs. So now I know which records to buy from them. <laughs> And that's what I did. There you go. That's smart thinking. <laughs> yep. Very smart. Improvise, adapt, overcome. Right? <laughs> so, the f- <laughs> so, yeah. I went and listened to uh, both of them. I forgot, what the, uh, I forgot what the album, the actual LP, was called. I haven't listened to that one as much. Their EP, their debut EP, Hi-Fi, I've been listening to that a lot. There's only seven songs on there. And the album, I... Don't even think cracks five minutes. <laughs> it is so short. And that's why I listened to it a bunch. Uh, mostly because I wanted to uh, I wanted to shed some light on the band. They're a great band. They're great folks. I really enjoyed their set. I enjoy their company. And I enjoy this uh, EP. So as I was listening to it, I realized, oh, I really like that song. Like, I like the way that it started out. And then I'm like, oh, I like the way that end. Which song was that? I realized, oh, fuck, it was two songs. <laughs> God damn it. All right, well, which one do I pick? And the one that I picked was the closer of this EP, Voice. It's one of the longer ones. It's, uh, what's the, what's the time? On 126. That one? 126. Yep, that is one of their longest songs. Might be the longest. <laughs> <laughs> For this EP, as they're... Music, uh, the music on their LP is a lot longer, and they actually said, oh yeah, that's our, that EP, that's our punk EP, this one is more radio rock, that's what we kind of went soft, I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> sounded good to me, and yeah, if it is radio rock, it's radio rock done right, I mean, it was good stuff, guys, it was damn good stuff, <laughs> uh, anyway, the song that I chose, Voice, that's the closer, it's exemplary of all the little, uh, all the little weird uh, fine points in their music. It's got a, you know what? I'm not even going to explain it. I'm not doing the lead melodies review here. I'm supposed to play the whole song for you guys. So here's my review. Listen to the fucking song. (laughs) Cut. You gotta do it for 
Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the longevity of that one because the rest of that EP does not follow suit. <laughs> That's not to say that it's bad. It isn't. It isn't. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't have bought it. Yeah, exactly. Yep, it's still sitting on my shelf of records just kind of staring at me, just like, why won't you play me? I'm like, play me, I did. play me. I did. Don't worry, I'll spend you in due time. I have accumulated... A lot of records in the in the past few days, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> just from uh, some from the shows of the bands that I've seen, and uh, and some just uh, me lur- lurking around in Ranch. Yeah, pun I guess intended. <laughs> yep, yeah, find find me some good shit, and it's some and it's worth it. It's worth it. What else have I got to spend my money on? Ah, <laughs> uh, so lurk. I hope you guys are listening because you are wonderful. You are wonderful people. You're wonderful musicians, and you are just a wonderful band. Keep doing what you're doing. Good luck with the rest of the tour. You guys fucking are sick. Awesome. Well, speaking of vinyl, the next band, Mad Brother Ward. They are they they released this uh, Ugly Life seven inch. It's on blue vinyl. It's etched B sides, so two tracks. It's a two track uh, EP. Or seven inch, and the backside is etched. It's pretty cool looking. You can go get it over on Ruined Records. Mad Brother Ward from Charlotte, North Carolina, is Russ Ward, aka Mad Brother Ward, who is the current guitarist for the band Anti Scene. And the backing band for Mad Brother Ward is Fireball XL5. I'm not familiar with them, but the tracks turned out cool, so I like them. Uh, the band Mad Brother Ward. It's been more than 25 years uh, since they have released their two widely acclaimed seven inches, uh, seven inch EPs, and they are a, they being he and him, Russ Ward, uh, legendary underground provocateur known as Mad Brother Ward, and he returns with two a two fisted blast of straight ahead punk rock. I just read that one, so <laughs> it came out. The seven inch did over on Ruined Records on January twenty fourth. So you can go check out Ruined Records. Uh, Mad Brother Ward, this is cool. I'm glad they shared it with us. That's Ruined Records shared it with us for us to check out. We're gonna play one of the two tracks. We're gonna play the title track, which is called. Ugly Life, here you go. This is Mad Brother Ward. Go get you a blue vinyl with an HP side.
that's two bands from North Carolina I played on this episode. Well, that's uh, two more than I expected that that state had. <laughs> uh, one's from Charlotte being Mad Brother Ward, and then again, Orphan Riot was from Burlington. Uh, cool, cool band. I like that. Uh, I, I was unfamiliar with the solo project Mad Brother Ward. Obviously, this you know the other two Seven Inches were released over twenty five years ago. I didn't know about that, so I definitely want to go back and check those out. That was Ugly Life. Seven Inches called Ugly Life. Go check it out on Ruined Records, and you can go check out an- or Anti Scene. I like Anti Scene. They're a cool band. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I like. Yeah, I like the anti scene. Yeah, I haven't seen a, a seen it. Well, I haven't seen them, but Me I, haven't, either. I haven't listened to them in a while. It has been a while. <laughs> well, check out uh, uh, Russ Ward there with Mad Brother Ward. Uh, what do you think of Ugly Life? Uh, let's see, Ugly Life. Well, they certainly uh, rammed home the point. Yeah, <laughs> Ugly Life. Yeah, but it's a, it's good stuff. It sounds so. It just sounds so grainy and so old school. I gotta, yeah, I got my hat goes off to those guys. They're a lot of fun. It's cool, and if you like the etched vinyls, the etched vinyl looks pretty cool. You can go check it out on Ruined Records, even before you buy it. If you don't, you know, if it, but the blue vinyl is pretty cool. So uh, we have reached that part of the show. We're about to do great cover to cover album, followed by an interview. Before we do that, we're going to talk about some live shows. Eric has already kicked off, you know, some of a live show that he has seen, but you've seen a few since the last we've done this. Yes. Yes, I have seen the few. Uh, while it's still fresh in the heads, I'm going to continue on with the uh, Drug Church show. I mean, not much else to say about Lurk other than I apparently have a crush on them. <laughs> <laughs> other music. Other music. Uh, oh, well, I backed myself into a corner. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> there was a yeah another band another band was playing. I unfortunately do not remember the name. It was very specific. I don't know. The bands are coming up with weirder names these days. Uh, but yeah, they were yeah they were all right. They kind of had this sort of a rustic feet, this rustic Canadian punk rock. You think Dirty Mill <laughs> or okay. or Pup to an extent. Uh, but mixed with a lot of uh, Midwest, er, late 90s emo vibe. Think of early Weezer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They kind of had that going for them. And, and yeah, they did it pretty well. But I was like, that's eh, a little too pedestrian for my taste. Okay. Yep. And uh, I don't know. You can. <laughs> I would give a name here if only I just remembered. But I'll, I'll come back to that. Uh, the other band was... They were just here. Okay, just here. Like, they were here last year. Okay. Late last year. They were on tour with Dare and Terror. And they also played Kilby Court. And now, they're back on tour with Drug Church. A very vastly different band. <laughs> <laughs> and they were they are called One Step Closer. And, yep, they are a credit, a credit to modern-day melodic hardcore. If you like the likes of Verse... Or Modern Life is War, or uh, even Comeback Kid, just a little softer than Comeback Kid, then One Step Closer is in your domain. Cool. They, they put on a great show. They were they were getting people rallied up. And let me tell you, there was a lot of spin kicks going on at that show. There was a lot of, it looked like a lot of fun. I only partook in one. Just one little push pit. I think it was during the end of Lurk's set. See, that's how much you guys mean to me. I moshed to you. I used <laughs> all my moshing credits for uh, for that night on you guys. <laughs> oh, God. And, 
And yeah, once again, Drug Church put on a great show, getting everybody amped up. Everybody's having fun. Yeah, what else can I say? Drug Church, you rule. You're gonna bring uh, you're gonna bring joy to everybody's lives on this tour. So if you're if you're out of state and Drug Church is coming to you, don't. I repeat, don't miss them. Don't sleep on that one. Yeah, don't sleep on it. Like I said, I was in the back of the show. I was just in the back during the entirety of their set, but I was still getting the energy. That's awesome. Yep. Anyway, as for some of the other shows, there was a... I don't know. Does this one even count? I went to I went to uh, Quarters to go see uh, Courtney Lane perform. She was doing a solo show. Just her and her keyboards. Okay. Uh, but, of course, I got there right as she finished up. Oh, damn it. Yeah. And the other band was getting on the the stage getting ready to perform and i met my friend down there i invited her out i'm like okay let's get there and i met her there she was already drunk i'm like jesus i'm late for everything okay (laughs) (laughs) so we so we hung back we watched the show a little bit and unfortunately she got too drunk where she couldn't even stand so some of my other friends they helped uh they helped her out outside i'm like all right well close my tab bring my car around and uh took her back to her house and and i was i couldn't in good in good reason leave her there and good thing too because she went to the bathroom uh she threw up missed the toilet oh <laughs> missed the toilet for some of it and uh about passed out on the floor i'm like okay this isn't gonna happen so <laughs> so yeah picked her up Took her back to her bed, removed her shoes, tucked her in, whatever, and okay, you're good. Let's see if I can clean this mess up. Because <laughs> yeah, I think what we, a good friend. I believe we call that being chivalrous, <laughs> right? So, so yeah, I went into yeah, I went and yeah, I went and cleaned that up. Stayed and I just stayed the night because at that point it's two a.m. I'm tired. I don't want at her house is very far away from mine. I'll just I'll just stay behind, and I did. We slept it off and woke up, and she remembered who I was. She remembered me taking her home. I mean, she's a friend of mine, so I would I be say, very I hope, concerned. Hope very she remembers concerned. who you were. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, that that happened. That that's a whole thing. It was a it was funny. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I'm bummed I got to miss uh, Courtney Lane and the band that I saw. Hey, once again, I cannot remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that they were a three-piece? Okay. Maybe? No, actually, they were a two-piece. Their uh, guitarist was handling uh, some of the samples while playing the guitar and doing the vocals. So, multi-talent going on right there. Cool. They were pretty interesting. There was some fun, dancey music to it. Um... Anyway, the last show that I went and saw was uh, last night. It was at Aces High Saloon. It was the return of the band Portrayal of Guilt. Cool. Yep, that's another band that played here recently. Last year, with Uniform. Was it last year? Or maybe it was earlier this year. Damn, memory's <laughs> failing me. But they were here. They played at Kyobi Court with Uniform, and then they came back and are playing with played with Aces High, uh, played at Aces High with Threer opening up for them. And also... The band Yoshira. Yep, I had no idea who that band was. I had never listened to them. But when they started playing, about maybe three songs in, I'm like, 
well, shit, looks like I'm buying another record tonight. <laughs> and I did. They only have one release, and it's that it's that old school kind of a sludge to it. It had a very uh, Ditch in the Delta vibe as far as the guitar tone is concerned. A little bit of, and a little bit of a Mastodon thrown in as well. Oh, but it's heavy. It's so heavy. It's really good. Uh, and guess what? Three-er, I showed up. And I caught the last two songs. Oh, go, come on. I wanted to see the whole thing. I haven't <laughs> seen you guys in years. I haven't seen three years in years. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a thing. Apparently, that's been my uh, uh, show up early for one show. And I showed up late for the, <laughs> the uh, subsequent two. Whatever. It's uh, It happens. Yep, shit happens. Uh, it does. But regardless, Portrayal of Guilt, they put on a great set. They are just so they are just so crazy with their music. It's it's a cross of ambient black metal and death metal. Just got this doomy approach to it. It's just such a such a unique vibe on there. Betrayal of Gill's got their own thing going on, but Yashira won me over that night, so that's where my money went. Uh, sorry, Pog. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm calling them now, Pog. <laughs> Anyway, that's the that's the end of my uh, marathon of shows I had this weekend, and I will be have uh, last weekend. I will be having a another marathon to run. Then you, this I think that's been days. like this will be like three or four weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, I've been going out a lot, trying nice. to expand my social horizons. That's awesome. <laughs> shows are back. Well, I went to one. It was Power Man 5000. They are on tour with the band, uh, what is it, The World Over. I didn't see them, but I looked ahead of time. I was that asshole that looked and saw and kind of figured out when the band I wanted to see was on. I had other shit I was doing. I just wanted to see Power Man 5000. I do like a lot of new metal, industrial metal, a lot of that hard rock, whatever you want to call it, that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s, which is what I'm playing at the end of the shows. And I'm going to play... This band, Power Man 5000, at the end of the show, so I will talk more about it then uh, when it, maybe it's a little more relevant. But I did go see them. Uh, people there seem to enjoy the world over. Uh, go check them out. If you want to check them out, they are going to be in Colorado Springs on St. Patty's Day, then Lubbock, Texas on the 18th, Oklahoma City 19th, uh, Kansasville, Wisconsin on the 22nd, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin on the 23rd, Battle Creek, Michigan, 24th, Belvedere, Illinois on the 25th. They'll also be in other places in Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, Texas, and wrapping up on the 6th in Scottsdale. Go follow them at official Powerman 5000 on Instagram if you want to get any more information about their tour. I really liked it. Uh, it's just a band that I would like to see when they come. Very entertaining. Again, I'll talk more about that at the end of the show. Real quick, a uh, handful of shows that I'm going to mention before I kick it back over to you, Eric. Mm -hmm. uh, tomorrow, by the time you're listening to this, if you're going to be in L.A. on St. Patty's Day, go check out that free show Flogging Molly is doing at the Hollywood Palladium. It is a festival. It's free 21 and older outdoor festival. It'll have the Briggs, Hoist the Colors, uh, some acoustic sets, Ruskaja and Vandaliers also playing. Uh, it looks like you need to get tickets, even though it is a free show. Oh, no, maybe the festival's free. I think I've been saying free. Maybe I've been uh, saying that incorrectly. Free annual. So the festival appears to be 
free. Anyway, go check it out. Uh, Flogging Molly. You can go check out Flogging Molly on St. Patty's Day in L.A. at the Hollywood Palladium. Uh, speaking of whiskeys, or not whiskeys, but Irish drinks, rather. I don't even know what Bushmills is. But there's a, I know it's an Irish beverage, so there you go. It's brought to you by Bushmills. We were talking about that earlier. All right, there we go. <laughs> Glad we got that cleared up. Uh, Eric's probably talk more about this in a moment, but Circle Jerks, I've been doing an update on their North American tour. Uh, tomorrow, Eric will be there. It's a sold-out show here in Salt Lake City. Then they're going to go to Colorado Springs. It's already sold out in Denver the night after on the 19th. And then in the next week, they'll be in Lawrence, Kansas on the 21st, St. Louis, Missouri on the 22nd, Minneapolis, Minnesota on the 24th, Chicago, Illinois on the 25th, sold-out show in Detroit on the 26th, and I'll probably talk more about it after, but they'll be in Buffalo on the 28th. So a whole lot more to go. I mean, they are touring all the way through uh, May 1st, and then they have a handful of shows uh, thereafter at a variety of places, and we'll probably talk more about those on another time. A few other shows I recommend going and checking out if they are in your area. Uh, This one here is All in Good Time, Skate to Rebuild, Saturday, March 19th. And you can go see, well, I should tell you, it's in Bullhead City, Arizona. I think the venue had changed from where it was previously, but you'll get to see bands like Talking Bombs, Antisocial, Horror Palation, Boss Hectic, Six Six Sick, uh, Lean Thirteen, Since We Were Kids, Jerk, Six Sense, The Love Bombs, Taking on Water, Responsible Punks, Soldiers of Destruction, and this is a train wreck. Uh, it was moved from the city of Needles to Bullhead City, and it is going to be you know helping to looks like rebuild a skate park. I think they're going to have three competitions: Bull Street, Bowl Street, and Best Trick. So uh, a fun time there in Bullhead City, Arizona this weekend on March 19th. So get out there, check that one out. Uh, What else we got? This one here, Criminal Outfit is going to be playing at First Street Pool and Billiards. And I believe this is in the L.A. area because that's where they're based out of and some of these other bands are there too. But Self Sabotage will be playing and it's going to be on the 19th for 5 bucks Again, First Street Pool and Billiards. Uh, Jack, oh, fuck, I can't even tell. You gotta have better font, people, if you want me to read your shit. Uh, <laughs> Evil Wades, or Evil Wad, Wads? Evil Ways. It's, they had it in <laughs> Old English. It was Old English, and it's a Y, not a D. Oh, man. Uh, so Evil Ways, Shiva, and Dismadre. So check that out. That'll be the 19th for five bucks. Uh, I like Criminal Outfit and Self Sabotage a lot. So, Go check out that one. Uh, also on Saturday, March 19th, if you're going to be in Brooklyn, New York, at the King's Island, you can go see Battalion Zoska, Nihilistics, Executors, The Great Lie, who just put out a release. Battalion Zoska released a new single and actually will be putting out a new split and I think a new album coming out soon. Executors, I think, put out something last year. And I'm not sure if YDI is a band or if that means something else. But anyway, Doors at 7. And it is 20 bucks. Go check out those bands if you're in Brooklyn this weekend on the 19th. Uh, what other shows do we got here? Oh, couple the following week. Uh, no, this one's this week. March 18th, Beehive, Snake Eyes, Fight the Future, Crucify, and Witness Chamber from Boise. Uh, and call a, Crucify is a new top secret yeah. band, in case you're curious. 
Crucify. Uh, and again, they're at Beehive. So that'll be here in Salt Lake for eight bucks. That's on the 18th. And what else we got? Uh, record release party is coming up in Philly for, uh, I'm not sure who's releasing the Doc Rotten, maybe. They're top build, but the Bad Ups, Diamond Dogs, and Side Pocket Louie at the fire on March 26th. So go check out that record release party. And one final one I'm going to mention. It's a little ways out. It's about a month out, but it's something you might want to travel to. It's Oi, This is Tiglin, which is at Tiglin, and I don't even know where that is offhand. Oh, it's in the Netherlands. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Stomper 98, Crown Court, Arch Rivals, The Young Ones, The Reapers, Knock Off, One Voice, and Bent Out of Shape, and it's the 10th edition of that festival uh, so that's Saturday, April 16th. Go check that one out. Eric, that is all I have. What do you got? Oh. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> yes. I got way too many in there. Oh, man. By the way, Soul Blind. Soul Blind. That's the name of the band that played with Drug Church, whose name I can remember. The one that sounds like a rustic Weezer. Yeah. I was gi- giving you more time, not that you needed that all that time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking there, and I was just looking at each letter, wondering why they are shaped the way they are. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yes, as uh, Dustin had mentioned, I will be attending the Circle Jerks tomorrow at the Complex. That's going to be the best St. Paddy's Day show ever. Ever. <laughs> uh, really, because uh, I've seen Seven Seconds before. I've seen Negative Approach before. Actually, I opened up for Negative Approach years ago with my old band. It was a great time. And and also, just kind of made the joke that John, uh, John Brandon from Negative Approach, he looks like Sam the Eagle from The Muppets. <laughs> Oh, that's too bad. I even made, <laughs> Maybe I, that's a good thing. Yeah, I even made a little uh, picture of it, so I'm, I'll share it on the on the what I post about it tomorrow. Um, but yeah, Circle Jerks, come on! I've been listening to them since I was 14, and I've never got a chance to see them live because when I started getting into them, they went on their indefinite hiatus, and they had been on that hiatus for over a decade. And then just at the turn of the decade, decided to come back, decided to tour, and then the world decided to shut down, and now they are back. <laughs> so yeah, you're damn right, I'm not going to miss this one. In seven seconds, they were on a, a little, uh, they had broken up or took a hiatus or something like that, but point is, they're back, they're touring again, so I can't wait to see those guys again. Anyway, and yeah, so Witness Chamber, Fight the Future, Snake Eyes, and... Uh, the Hush Hush Crucify, will be playing at the Beehive. I, unfortunately, will not be attending that. But fortunately, I will be attending another show at which I am guest-listed by way of Trent Falcone of the band Villain. Awesome. Who is going to be playing that with Capitals, Violent Unrest, and The Reds. Relatively new band. They don't even have a Facebook page. Wow. Yeah, The Reds. Every time I look at The Reds, I just get the Cincinnati baseball team. (laughs) I'm like... Wait, there's that's still a thing. All right, whatever. I don't follow sports. Uh, Capitals is gonna be awesome to see them. I haven't seen them since I think the last time DRI came to Salt Lake, wow. and that was 2016 ish, maybe. Oh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> the singer of Capitals was actually my old uh, team lead when I worked at Musicians Friend. Oh, cool. <laughs> yep. Of course, he was an old school uh, punk rocker, so of course I flocked to him. <laughs> uh, but villain, god damn it, I haven't seen them since uh, since when shows came back into the fold 
when a, Anonymous played their first show back, it was opening up for them with Social Stigma at the Urban Lounge. Cool. Yep. And now I'm going to be seeing them again. And Villain's always been a comfort band to me. With any any type of turmoil I got going in my life, like I got shit going on in my life right now that's really shitty, my personal life, and I've just been jamming Villain all week. So now that I'll be seeing them live, I'm going to be screaming my lungs out for this one. Awesome. Just, just got to relieve myself somehow. So Villain, they're an incredibly important band to me. They're my favorite of all SLC hardcore. They may not be the most innovative. They may not be the most well-known or well-liked. Some are objectively better than them, but I don't care. I got more of a connection with these guys. <laughs> Even Trent Falcone outright said that I'm their number one fan. I go, uh, okay. That's never been told to me before. <laughs> I love that. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, a, he's a great guy. He Actually, he was very, very insistent about me being guest listed for this show. That's awesome. Like the last time I saw him, it was at a, it was at the Despite Despair show a few weeks ago where uh, Sonny was filming it, and I, yeah, and I talked with him, was shooting the breeze, and he was like, "Yeah, are you coming to our next show? I mean, you better be, because I'm guest listing you. You are. <laughs> yep, you're guest listed. You're guest listed. No excuses anymore. You are coming to our show. You're not gonna pay me. I got you. Okay." You didn't have to convince me otherwise. I'll be there. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we played a lot of their old stuff, too, he told me. I go, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, that is the that is where most of my favorite songs lie with you guys. So, oh, God, I cannot, I cannot push that show enough. Maybe this will coerce you a bit. It's $5. I'll it is up. a $5 to show. Your bar tab is going to cost more than that. I guarantee it. <laughs> Even if you're straight edge, you go in there, buy a Shirley Temple. Yeah, that'll be most of your, yeah, oh God, most of the coverage for one entry into right. this show. Oh, man. So, yeah, I've talked that up enough. I am excited for that show as well as the one tomorrow. And with that being said, here's the segue. Let's talk about negative approach. Let's do. <laughs> yeah, negative approach. The the flag wavers of Detroit hardcore. I mean, Detroit's been known for uh, kicking out some uh, really amazing bands. Uh, one of which I talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, that being the Stooges. Right. And we got the MC5 from there. Putting out a new album this year, they are. I know. Holy <laughs> shit. When did they ever release anything? 50 years ago. Yeah. 50 years <laughs> yeah. ago. They figured, yeah, why not now? <laughs> it's been 50 years. Let's do it. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, the foundation of uh, punk rock arguably came out of Detroit. And maybe not the foundation of hardcore, but a great hardcore band came out of Detroit. <laughs> right. And uh, you don't really remember much bands from the 80s, at least in that scene, that came out of that, uh, that, came out of that city. But Negative Approach did. And they came out with such fury. Oh, man. And, I mean, I love a lot of what they uh, put out. Their self-titled 10-track EP. Yeah, it is. They advertise it as an EP. I actually inadvertently have that image tattooed on me. If you know what it is, then 
Yeah, you'll know it's from The Exorcist. I have that same face tattooed on my fucking bicep. Uh, but that's not the album we're talking about. We're going to talk about the Green album. You know, the one that has the little snapshot of that old silent movie, the guy with the twirly mustache putting a girl roped up on the railroad tracks. Nice. <laughs> yep, and he's holding a sledgehammer in his hand. Does have some foreboding, uh, menacing imagery. <laughs> yeah. But they are a menacing band, Negative Approach. John Brandon, he's he holds the mic, he holds his own on stage. He's just got such a he's just got such a pulverizing aggression about him. It's like he gives you that stare. It's like a tractor beam. You want to look away, but you can't. It's <laughs> Sam the Eagle. <laughs> uh, the album in question is Tied Down, and we're gonna play the first tra- Jesus, the first track slash song. From that record, it's the title track. You're tied down on a fucking leash. Tied down, you'll never be released. You made a choice now. No turning back. Wasting your time, but you just won't make it back. What will you say? That you're having fun. When you had your second thoughts, why did you fucking run? Tied down on a fucking leash. you can say (laughs) yep tied down again i remind you of the little uh railroad tracks from the golden age of silent cinema (laughs) Uh, so yeah negative approach they just have a they just have such a menacing sound to them i don't know how many albums they have out how many releases they did but yeah it's Enough. <laughs> Enough to fill an entire set. Right? Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to be seeing them tomorrow. I was thinking like uh, I want to do uh I want to do a great cover to cover album of one of the bands. I'm like, well, I've already done Circle Jerks. I've already done 7 Seconds a couple of times. Uh yeah, most recently being of the crew. And I realized, well, I never did Negative Approach. I've been wanting to do Negative Approach. So, here's Negative Approach. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, Tied Down, there's a lot of great songs on that record. There are, yeah, I can't name just two, but here I am, just giving you two. And now we got one more. So, let's let's give something where it's a little uh, more jumpy, kind of has, kind of takes away from the breakneck speeds that we know in hardcore, and this one gets a little... Uh, it gets a little like stop and go, which I guess is funny because the song is called Dead Stop. Let's show you how it goes. 
So there's a little taste of some negative approach. And yeah, they they are still kicking it. I'm excited to see them tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to hold up to when I saw them last, the show that I opened up for them. Uh, God, back in 20, I think 2015. I think that's when it was. Okay. Yeah, they were... Yeah, there, there were two shows going on that night. One was a punk rock show. That was this one. <laughs> yeah, Negative Approach. While, while adjacently, the band Cross Me was playing. And Cross Me is a crossover hardcore band. Just like a, you know, I guess on the, I guess on the same grounds as a Power Trip. Except more, more aimed towards the hardcore community. We'll put it that way. Cross Me is a great band, by the way. Uh, that show ended early. And everyone was saying, hey, if you get down here quick enough, you will get half off the entry fee for Negative Approach. So all the punks were already there. Then all these hardcore kids came in. And at that time, the punks and hardcore kids, they were always at odds with each other. <laughs> oh my god, they fucking hated each other. But I had never. this is the first time I had seen a pileup of punks and hardcore kids going right up to John during the song Ready to Fight. I was like... Oh, finally, there is some, <laughs> there is some community. Finally, there's some community. <laughs> uh, but no, a bunch of fights broke out of that show. There's a lot of dumb shit going on. But <laughs> whatever, it's a hardcore show. Remember what I said last week about mem uh, the Momentum show? <laughs> it's like, yeah, this hardcore show feels a little dull. No one's fought yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that was a, that was a great show, and I'm expecting to have a great time tomorrow. It's, it's a sold out show, as it should be. It's the fucking Circle Jerks. When have they ever come to Salt Lake? Probably not since 1987. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they came later than that. I, who the fuck cares? They're coming up tomorrow. So, I don't, if you have a ticket, don't squander it. <laughs> right, get there. All right, we've reached that point of the show. We have an interview. Before we do the interview, let's listen to some music from the band. The band, again, trashed again. They're from Newcastle in Australia. Uh, the first interview I did with this band was back in October of 2018. If you want to go check out that interview, uh, episode 70, Another Way to Fail, was their first EP that had come out right before then, which I really enjoyed. One of the top EPs for me of 2018. Well, one of the top EPs of... 2022 so far and i have a feeling it will be at the end of the year is their new ep scars on show i really like it uh six fantastic tracks uh, i think it's great i played uh, a track over on punkanoi worldwide on uh, just a couple weeks ago one of the tracks stand by you so we're not playing that one on this show we're going to play two others plus there'll be three others and eric dead and buried uh, all my friends are dead from Turbo Negro. That's their <laughs> wanting to make the track because they like that track so much. Mm -hmm. This is their way of kind of making that track dead and buried. So check it out. <laughs> We're not playing dead and buried on this show though. Everybody else go check that one out. We're going to play two other tracks first. Keep on keeping on is going to lead us into the interview coming out of the interview. You will hear, see the truth. Uh, we're going to have them talk about a couple of the tracks. Eric was unable to make the interview as it was you know, trying to schedule from Utah and Australia and getting as much of the band all in one place at one time. Yeah, it was as difficult. much of the podcast, like, right, <laughs> Right, so just me, but uh, we'll get the interview. It'll be on here in just a moment. Before we do that, Trashed Again, keep on keeping on. Go check out Scars on Show. It just came out January 22nd of this year. Let's do it. 
Joining me now is Trashed Again. Since we have three of you here, go ahead and introduce yourselves and what you do in the band. We did do an interview just a couple years ago when you guys put out your previous release, uh, Another Way to Fail. So now uh, you have Scars on Show. Now introduce yourselves, tell us what you do, and, and then we'll get into it. I'm Luke. I sing and play guitar. Hey, Drew, play drums. Mickey, play guitar. Thank you for joining. So another way to fail, I really liked it. And what I've been thinking about this last week while trying to get this scheduled and, and you know, us getting together, talking here for the show is, you know, I really like that. So I went back to uh, another way to fail and I listened and I thought, you know what, your guys sound, even though still the same band, but has evolved. When I listened to another way to fail... Originally, I didn't think there was anything wrong, and I still don't think there's anything wrong, so don't mistake that. It's just now that I hear Scars on show, it's like, yeah, this is next level. You guys are definitely, this recording is the, the tracks, the sound, the music, everything was just even better than something that I already really enjoyed with the previous one. And so, you know, what we were talking about briefly here before we started recording is that, you know, Another Way to Fail came out a few years back, I think 2019, and then this one, and then you guys are finishing up music for more music this year, but you were saying that uh, you had Scars on Show was already ready to go or was intended to be released earlier. Is that right? Yeah, well, I was ready to release it, but then um, who we were recording with just couldn't uh, make time with COVID, and we just had very little opportunity to get in the studio, especially together. 
Um, we did a lot of scars on show individually, uh, which is weird. It got there in the end. It, we did the drums back in what, 2019, 2020, <laughs> wow. before any COVID happened. We had, so we had the drums done. And then all of a sudden it was like the world shit self. I was like, oh, yeah, we actually had 12 tracks. Yeah. So it was originally, yeah, Scars on Show was supposed to be a full album, but uh, COVID stopped that. So right. that didn't distract. Six songs is all you get for that. <laughs> <laughs> that that's, that's why this new, I guess this is going to be another EP, is coming out so quickly because the songs were done. We just needed to have time. And we went in with a really determined attitude like, we're going to get this done. We, ha- we know these songs so well. Let's just get them done. And we went and we um, recorded it differently. We're all in the room together, uh, very much all involved. And these songs, again, are even more involved than Scars on Show because Scars on Show would have had these involved, but now it's going to be a bigger boiling pot. So you'll see what we can really do, not just what we've done. So I think you're going to be really impressed with the new style. We added a bit more scar developments. We've added more effects. We've added a bit more percussion. Not going overboard, but too. So really harnessing in like the scar and punk roots that we all enjoy with a bit of reggae flavor. So you're going to be quite surprised, I think, but uh, we're pretty happy with it so far. On that original release, you know, one of my favorite, probably my favorite band forever has been Rancid. And the reason why I bring that up is because I think that a little bit off of that first EP kind of have that sound. And for sure off this one, what I mean is, when I hear that, it's like, yeah, Rancid could have done that in the sense yeah. that, you know, vocals kind of sound like Tim's vocals. No offense. None of you guys sound like Matt Freeman. <laughs> 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 but, you, you know, the vocals have a, a similarity there and, and the music and the bass lines. Awesome. You know, so in that sense, I guess kind of sound like Matt Freeman. You know, it just has that. And maybe one reason why I'm so, you know, when I hear it, I enjoy it so much is because it does sound like my favorite band could have done those tracks, even though, again, uh, you know, after having that thought, I go back and listen. It's like, well, none of these sound like any specific track. I can't, you know, hear one and then think, oh, that sounds just like this track, because that's not the case. It just sounds like a phenomenal band that I like could have done these tracks, you know, and I guess the whole point of that is you guys did a great job. You know, it recorded well, sounds great, so many cool elements to it. But on the other show that I do, Punkanoi Worldwide, I played a track just because uh, we, we were working on setting up the interview here, and I was doing some new music from January, so I didn't want to pass on that opportunity. But any of the tracks are great. Uh, that's the main thing, man. As long as you're enjoying it, that's all that matters. It's awesome. I could keep going on and on. Let's let's talk about that release. Let's talk about Scars on Show then, since that just came out. Let's talk about that before we get into your new music again. So, any specific tracks other than the fact that uh, you know it's obviously more difficult to get everything recorded. Were those just the first six tracks that you guys kind of had together, or was there a reason why those are the six tracks that were kind of done first in the in the sense that you were looking at doing an LP? Uh, I did the guitars because we had 12 drum tracks ready. I did guitars for like six songs because we were doing them separately, and like sometimes like we'd go there for two hours, do a little bit. We just take it so long that we decided, fuck it, we'll just cut it in half and at least we'll have something to release. I think that's why... It's especially the first six songs. This <laughs> <laughs> is the first six songs of the LP. It just, just happened to be the, the six I recorded. Yeah. yeah. And um, this uh, is our new drummer. Well, he's not new. He's been in the band for years, but he joined straight after the first EP. 
So that yeah. might be why it sounds slightly different and stuff. Well, it was a different environment too. Yeah. It was it was it was good, but like at the end of the day, we didn't really think about what songs because we, we intentionally put to be an LP. So this happened to be those first six that they all worked together. And ironically, the last seven that were done now, they worked together as well. So it kind of it would have been an interesting LP, but at the same time, it's turned out to be two awesome EPs, or we hopefully can be two awesome EPs. It's definitely one awesome EP. <laughs> Cars and shows turned out way better than I thought it was going to turn out, especially with the way it was moving so slowly. I thought, is this ever going to be finished? Are we going to get the sound we want? Are these songs becoming too irrelevant for, for what we're doing? But they're holding up. That's what's important too, writing a song that ages well, that doesn't you know, feel tacky or feel cheesy after 10 listens. It's like, nah, this is good. One of the songs is a bit of a joke song. I don't know if you noticed that. But um, <laughs> we still laugh at it. So it's been what? Two and a half years, and we still think it's funny to sing uh, You're Just a Cunt. So we, we're finding so far it's holding up. And then that's what's important to us because we we, we got to play them week in, week out, and we're still having fun playing them. So, yeah, so playing them live is definitely, yeah, it's not lacking anything there. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's been good. And live shows are finally coming back in Australia. I don't, I, I don't know how it's been in the US, but we've virtually been cancelled, which after cancelled show, even as local shows, well, we can't even get the local pub to play a show. So, Getting this release out and having people enjoy it and then being able to play it live, even though they're older for us and they're new for everyone else, it's still got the good energy, it's still got the good vibes and, and we're really, we're feeding off it and that's why we're going into this other recording, just head first in the wall, let's get this done, let's keep going, get back out there. Let's talk about some of your tracks uh, since those are the ones that are out now, not the ones that are recorded since we can't hear those, but why don't you tell me a little <laughs> bit about Stand By You? I wrote it. It's it's a, it's a drinking song, really. Um, it's, it's a song about friends and just getting drunk. And that's what I say in the song. It's like thinking, thinking, blackout drinking. That's what we do. It's like just the idea is like, yeah, we, we fuck up. But at the same time, we're still friends. So that's, you know, I'll stand by you and we do the same thing day in, day out. But it's like a camaraderie, you know, like being one of the deputy mates and always standing strong. And, you know, I can't really explain it other than that. It's, just, it's never really... A lot of deep meaning behind all my songs other than the face value of it because I'm pretty I'm much an open book. What I say is what I mean. And if you don't really like it, then don't like it. Maybe you like it, sing along. Well, they're definitely fun songs to sing along to. The last handful of times that I've listened to the, the EP there, the Scars on Show, every time, you know, you kick it off with uh, Dead and Buried, and then I, yeah, I really like this one, and then the next one comes on, and the next one. And every one that comes on, it's like, yeah, I think this is the one I like better. And then the next one comes <laughs> on, like, no, actually, I really, this is the one I like better. <laughs> and, you know, finally you get to five and uh, see the truth. I think personally that is the one, like, if I had to pick a favorite track on there, see the truth was probably my favorite. And then we get a wrap up with You're Just a Cunt, and that's just fun to sing sing along with. <laughs> uh, um, Mickey wrote that one drunk one night. He goes, oh, I, I, I was just joking around. I was like, nah, that, that's a song, right? He's like, no, it's not one. Nah, we're doing it. He's like, you kidding? I'm like, nah, we're doing it. And um, yeah, something about it. Yeah. It's meant to be like 30 seconds long, but somehow it turned into a pretty much a full song. <laughs> It is. It's a little quicker than the, than the rest, but not by too much. Uh, and, and again, it's fun to sing along with on the songs. Like I say, on the the elements of the songs, you, you know, I like the the contrasting vocals. Like, see, the truth was a, a a good one where you have 
vocals and then you kind of have background or the back vocals that go along with that where they're the you know the loud the energy that goes on but it's the obvious backing vocal and i really like that dynamic it's just different like the the bass lines were just some of them were super cool uh i like the guitar elements that were in and the vocals especially i think see the truth has a the the best example uh of that with the vocals and i think you guys did a a great job. Any of those particular tracks, something more than face value, just like you said with uh, Stand By You, Drinking Song, you know, most of them kind of have, and most of that's, I think, kind of what your music is. A lot of it is that camaraderie, that drinking, the let's be, you know, we're here, we're having a good time type music, generally speaking. I mean, you hear See the Truth, it's a little bit more than that, but is there something more in, in any of those particular tracks off of your new EP that are, are something maybe more than just the, you know, the let's hang out and drink and have fun. Yeah, I reckon, um, I mean, like, I don't have nothing to do with the lyrics, but for me, my perception of Rise Up, the lyrics in that um, is like kind of fucking sticking it to the man, like fucking anti-establishment kind of shit. I mean, that's what I get out of that song. I don't know if that's what he was singing about. but Yeah, it, it is. It's kind of just like been not being treated on, like, you know, like, Stand up for yourself more than anything. Yeah. Not necessarily against anyone in particular, but just, you know, getting it like if you get beaten down, get back up, like, down from the beat down. You know, it's like, ironically, see the truth is actually quite dark as, as much as it is nice. Like, I wrote that song about a childhood experience where my sister was um, in the domestic violence sort of when I was younger. And I was too young to really like understand what was going on. So, like, the idea was, um, Sort of her husband was like beating her up, so I was like 12. I couldn't do anything. So the idea now is I'm, an, I'm a grown man. I'm like, well, that's never going to happen again. That's why it's like, you know, back down to scum like you. It's like, I have an axe to grind with you because now I'm an adult. Come at me, like, you know, if you want to beat up my sister, well, this time I'm not a child anymore. I'll take you on. So you can almost say, see the truth, more like an you know, anti violence against women. And you know, trash will stand by you. You don't need to be scared and live in fear because I'm here, we're here, you know, stand by you, in front of you, beside that sort of attitude. Yeah, so if you want to look at getting it deeper, that's a subtle hint behind Stan, um, See the Truth was uh, an unfortunate story that happened to me as a child. But I just put a nice, I put a spin on it where it doesn't sound as dark and disturbed as it is, but realistically it's you know, saying fuck you to scum, really, so and we went back down to scum like you. That's what I think of him. And, you know, I don't use any names, obviously, because I don't want to deal with that. But at the same time, I know what it's about. That's why it's a little bit you know, more aggressive and a little bit more pain in it without being too much out of our scope, but still having a little bit different aspect to it. I think you did an excellent job in the way you wrote it. Uh, when you're not specific as you were, you know, when you tell the story, it's like, Yep, I get it. That everything that you you know, I remember in the song, that makes sense, but definitely wouldn't have guessed that. You know, if you would have said, "Hey, well, you heard the song, what do you think it's about?" No way I could I would have picked that up. You know, the specifics of that. And, and so an excellent job in doing that cuz I think you you wrote it in a way that keeps it relatable. Like there's a lot of people that have a lot of feelings about a specific person or people out there like that and as you said you did it you know maybe in a lighter way where it's in a good sing-along way where you know you get into it i hear it 
if I was watching it live, it'd be one of those things that you'd be into, not, oh, here's that dark song about, you know, somebody that did terrible things and we don't accept that. Not that. So I think it did a great job in, in the writing it. And I, I think it's just one of those great ways to write a song where it means what it means to you and that's why you wrote it. But it also is vague enough that you know, anybody's going to go along with, you, you know, it'll relate to them in whatever their situation might be. Yeah, that, that, that's key. Like, it's interpretation to the listener. So you know, other people might hear it differently and have their own views on it, and they, they might take it, and there might be their anthem for a, di- a different case. But uh, it'll always be, like, a secret message from my sister and uh, what happened. But, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the only song I personally feel that has a darker meaning where... Uh, dead and Buried, for example, is just me trying to uh, do All My Friends Are Dead by Turbo Negro. Uh, it was just actually me ripping it off in a way because <laughs> I love that song. Like, this is a cool song, and I wanted, like, how can I write a cool song like this? Like, this is this big fucking song. I'm like, going, like, All My Friends Are Dead. Boom, boom. I'm like, no, that's just, this, is, this is a fucking tune. I'm like, oh, well, how can I write this? And that's what I came up with after I, listening to All My Friends Are Dead, and that's why I think I, I say that in a song. But, so... Uh, if you probably broke it down, like, you know, all my friends are dead. I don't even know if it's their song, actually. The Turbo Negro song? Yeah. yeah. Dead and Buried was virtually, like, me trying to mimic a song that I just felt like, this is the best way to open a set. How can we, like, this is like, boof, we're here. Not a bad reference point over. Like, yeah. And it's <laughs> so, like, you know, and we, we often open our sets with Dead and Buried because it's just like, this is, yeah. what, this is what we're here, this is what we're about. Like, yeah, everyone can do the woes and, like, you know, you don't need to know the lyrics 100% to actually sing along to it. See, it wasn't even, a, it wasn't called Dead and Buried until we actually, <laughs> it was coming out. It's always been called Intro because we always start with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of that, Scars on Show. Anyway, that's the name of the EP, and that is a lyric in one of the first couple tracks. Was it Keep On Keeping On? Yeah, keep on, keep on, keep on, yeah. Why pick that? I, I think that's fantastic. I've heard that, uh, you know, a little bit more recently, or at least I've just noticed that lyrics in a song, as opposed to a, a song, right? You know, the the title track, as it were, as as people have put out. And so you could have called it "Keep on Keeping on" for that sake. But you put it a, "Scars on Show." Why scars on show? We, we were drunk and spitballing, and that's why we stuck with it. <laughs> I think that, is, that one line kind of sums up all the songs, though, too, in like a small little umbrella. It's yeah. like he's he's singing his soul out, and there's like, well, that's where our scars are on show. We've got nothing to hide. It's what we're doing. So, yeah, it's actually, it actually sums us up as a band as well. It's like, well, the, the term scars on show was me rewording hard on the sleeve. Because I thought hard in the sleeve is kind of cheesy. Like, and then it's a bit sweet and poetic. And like, um, have to be dirtier and powerful. And like, don't be, don't be embarrassed about what's wrong. Wear it instead of, like, you know, wear your heart on your sleeve. It's like, no, sh- show your scars, show, show your growth. That was always part of the saying. It was, and then, I don't know, we're just sort of spitballing, what can we call it? And then that just sort of popped out the most. And it wasn't any of the songs that you can't pick a song and go, it's like the single or whatever, whatever nonsense the, the, the music industry likes to call title songs. It's like, no, it's just one of this. And it just, it just sort of stuck. Like, there was no real debate. It was just like sitting around having a few drinks going, what should we call it? And Scars on the Show came out. And I think maybe Dead and Buried might have been once. Yeah, too. I think so. There was a few different names, but we just 
Some of them are terrible. No, yeah. They sounded good when we were drunk, and then we sobered up. Like, yeah, nah, it's not that. There, there was an, I think there's an, I think it's uh, the old Greek used to do it. Like they'd have a debate sober, and then they'll have the same debate drunk, and it still made sense to both of them, drunk and sober. That's what they'll agree on. <laughs> so okay, I guess maybe that's how it came up. It's like when we we, we woke up, going, 90 percent that was trash, right? Yeah. Like they remember that one? No, we like that one. Well, that's it. So far, so good. And, and, and Mickey did some great artwork with it too, and just topped it off. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. We, we don't think too hardly about a lot of things. Yeah. I, I tend to think overthinking is, um, is, you know, the worst thing you can do about anything when it comes to music or art, personally. It's just like, you know, just sit back and let it go and it'll, you'll find your way there. And some people might be different, but for me it's just like, yeah, that's good, let's do that and just run with it. And we did. So far, so good. Now that you have recorded, you know, more music that you're going to be putting out, have you had that discussion, uh, you know, around the circle, everybody drinking again, and have you already had that discussion on what you're going to name the next one? Yeah. Actually, taking another line from that EP, um, we're going to call it Broken Bones. Yeah, which is like the exact same. Yeah, which is from Keep on Keep Broken <laughs> Bones and our scars on show. So, yeah, it's sort of marrying together, so that's the link between the two. We were thinking about doing a split with ourselves, that EP and this EP, and making it one album sort of thing, but never do it on vinyl. Scars on show one side, Broken Bones on the other. Uh, who knows? Double seven inch. So it'll be like yeah, a gatefold yeah, yeah. and thinking, you'll have yeah. separate artwork for both. That's what we're thinking. We're born anyway. Right? If, if we ever get there. I've just always wanted to have something I've recorded on a vinyl. I just think it'd be cool. Even if no one else buys it, it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I'll buy it. I'm, I'm just I'll waiting for you to put I'll all the it. other ones out there. The Another way to fail, too. As soon as you get any of them on vinyl, I'm in line. We got, we got one side. That's amazing. Yeah, that's it. Along the lines of shows, you were talking about playing some of these at shows. So for you personally, how has COVID affected you? And then what point were you able to get playing some shows? Because it sounds like you have been able to play some shows recently. When we first locked down in 2020, that was only for a few months. And then uh, basically there was a small window, I think it was about five or six weeks, where we just played a shitload of shows. And then boom, we're in lockdown again because they let international flights in and then they brought more COVID in and then, you know. But we don't live in a major city as well, so Newcastle's a little bit, I mean, Sydney's just down the road and they copped it, but then so did Melbourne. Melbourne completely shut down, which is a huge music place for, you know, for Australia. So they probably copped it more than what we did. As COVID went, well, I didn't feel like we would get fucked over that much. Yeah, I think the media portrayed it a lot worse than it was because we didn't really... That was very similar to what you said has happened in Utah. And then I seen people in New York marching for Australia to free us and that. It was like ridiculous because we were we were pretty much free. Yeah. And then yeah, we had to wear masks when we went out. And I think was it 2021 uh, October shows started happening again, and they happened for like a whole year and then shut down for a very short period. But they're starting to come back again now. But I don't think it was as bad as the media was saying for sure. Oh, no. Not but surprising. That thing that was happening in uh, yeah. the thing that happened in Canada with the truckers going to fight for freedom and whatever, they did a similar one here in like in Australia. They went to Canberra, but while people are doing that, like I was going to the beach because like we, we're free, mate. We don't you don't have to go anywhere. Like, you don't have to go protest anything. Like yeah, your government's fucked. Like but whose government isn't fucked? You know what I mean? Like, so just go <laughs> go and live your life, man. Like, right. You still got to go to the prom. You just had to wear a mask if you went to the bar. That was it. Yeah. And then people saying, oh, freedom's been taken away. I was like, no, I just wear a mask when you go to the bar. 
and then sit back down and have your beer, it's fine. Nothing's changed. But yeah, I was super glad that uh, live music's back though. So we're keen to start playing shows again. Well, do you have any on the horizon? We have no restrictions anymore at all over here. So shows are coming back, but a lot of them are like postponed shows from that have been trying to happen for years. So we've got the next couple of months have probably got what three shows, is it? Yeah, they're all a bit play by ear uh, in a way because they're trying to book the dates and make sure everyone can play again and um, getting the venues all like because venues are trying to allocate themselves time, but then they've got to make up for all these cancelled shows. So it's been an interesting challenge, and, but we managed to get a couple of shows in so far. Um, we played a, a little outdoor festival called Thrashville uh, like the other month, and we have another one coming up in uh, late April, mid-April. Not really jumping at anything because it could be cancelled. But in saying that, the Exploded's coming back to Australia. That went to come in early 2020, and we had the opening slot for Newcastle. And um, they're coming back in 2023. So that's one we're, like, banking on. Like, we really want them to come out. But realistically, anything that comes up, we're going to take because we want to play again. And um, But not trying to get our hopes up too because you have that, Catch 22 where say, yep, you book it, you organise it, and then it gets cancelled or postponed or and then you never hear back. It's weird, but at the same time, it's slowly getting back into a, you get messages, you get phone calls, you want to play here, can we play here? And it's all happening again. So realistically, no real shows have been locked in other than two coming up in April and June. Oh. One in May as well. We wanted May too. Though. That's how many we have. <laughs> we, 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 can, we can talk about it, but um, at the same time, you forget because it's been it's been so irregular. The so where pre twenty twenty, I, I had a calendar and I would look ahead and we'd book them in, and then you would organise all these things. Now it's like, are we even allowed to go there? <laughs> I was like, if we go, we'll halfway there, will we get cancelled? Sort of thing. So it's taking as it comes. But we're really hoping the Exploited coming to a show in 2023 is going to happen this time. And a couple of uh, promoters, uh, Greg Bauer, he brings a lot of bands over from the States. Yeah, Teenage Baroque coming over in 2020 as well, and they had to cancel as well. So hopefully those sort of things all start coming back again and um, start moving forward. But you know, a lot of those smaller promoters who are bringing bands couldn't do anything during COVID for us. It was like, oh, can't bring bands over Standard. So it's like, okay, well, and the pubs are all shut and the venues are shut. So everything's reopening and really become starting to blossom again. So hopefully we'll have more and more shows this year and it'd be almost like it never happened. And that's what we're aiming for. Just take them as it comes and not not get too excited because you never know what can happen. But at the same time, enjoy them when they come because right. more people are coming out. I'm really finding that there's a, there's a renewed sense of respect for live music and live, uh, venues in general, not just the pub. People wanting to go wanting to go out and see galleries and wanting to go see movies and be part of the community. And I found that the, the few shows we have done, more people are coming. And that doesn't necessarily mean we get more money or anything like that. It's, it just they're out again, and it's like, oh, cool! Like people are coming again. Like remember us? Remember live music? Or remember going outside? This is this is cool. Like let's get down. Let's have a good time. And, and it's always fun for us. Like if it's not fun, there's no point in doing it. Right. And as much as the last two years have sucked for everyone, it's coming back into it. it was like, take me head first. Let's go. I want, I want to be back out there. I want to be playing again. So just give me a show. And I'll play. We 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 travelled to Brisbane, which is eight hours north. We travelled. 
Melbourne, 10 hours south. We go to Sydney to, in a night, it's two hours south. We don't care. We'll go, we'll play. And normally we play for free. <laughs> we don't care. It's, it's about the fun and the adventure and meeting people and having a good time. That's what it's about for us. So what else? I don't think we talked too much about your, your new release, uh, Broken Bones, right? Yeah. Um, Working title, but I guess it might be called that. Who knows? <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty set on it. Like, just because I want it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's definitely going to be bigger. You know, we're, we're exploring more scale. We're exploring more reggae. But not ridiculous, you know. We're not going like having a full fucking <laughs> band come in and doing it. We're just doing what other sort of punk bands that we admire, you know, like Clash and Rancid, do when it comes to their sort of breakdowns yeah. and their little, you know, little experiences. Cheeky bit of scar, yeah. And it, it's, it's still just, very trust again, but just a yeah. tiny bit of scar and reggae breakdown. And compared to the lot, like compared to Vanilla Fail and compared to Scars and Show, it's. The same but different, you know what I mean? It's, it still has the same power, it still has the same hooks, it still has the same energy, but then it has these extra elements that, that we haven't done before. So we're really hoping that uh, we're really enjoying it and we're really hoping everyone else will enjoy it too. And uh, a couple of friends and uh, partners have come in to do backup vocals. So <laughs> we have like we have 20 people doing backup vocals. Yeah, so it's a very big chunk. Yeah, so we, we went along. We didn't do that in the other ones. Last yeah. one with all the backup vocals and other EPs, it's just been us four doing it like six or seven times. And now we actually had 15 people in a room and then we all swapped and did it again and we all swapped and did it again. So it's like 50 people doing this. It's very big, yeah. And it's, then, you know, there are little, the songs are probably a little bit longer, like 20, 30 seconds are slightly longer. They're a bit more aggressive in some aspects, but then they're also a bit more chilled in the breakdown. So it's just... I get natural evolution. Yeah. We weren't trying to do anything different. We're just having fun making music. And it still sounds just like us. Just uh, you can tell it's just moving on slightly. I, I, was it um a different recording approach as well? Like this one's a lot more raw. It's like we're playing live. So where the other the other uh recordings were like, all right, here's your drum track. And Mickey will, you know, would go and do his guitar tracks. We did all that shit in the studio as we play it. And then you know, double up on guitars then and I stuff like, like yeah. that. So it's like and we did it's, it. All it's more, it's more exactly how we sound. We did it all together rather than like the other OP because of COVID. We do bits and bobs all separate, and then we didn't hear it until it was all put together. But this one's a bit more solid. I think you'll enjoy it. I think I'm going to enjoy it too. And I, I think that it really sounds like a, a, a true what you would want. You think way back in the day, like when records are coming out, 60s and 70s and shit like that where you have a full length, your A-sides are your, probably your better tracks, B-sides, and that's why they call them the B-sides, right? But I think nowadays, I don't think people are, that, that's not their intent. You know, back then with record companies, it's like, all right, we need you to write whatever number of tracks, and so you get your good ones, and then you get your fillers. And so that's why you end up with maybe A-sides and B-sides, ones that probably aren't the singles. But now, I don't think a lot of bands do that. They don't have that mentality, at least, you know, the, not the bands I talk to and not, not the records I listen to anymore, where bands are, you know, the backs, the B-sides, the, you know, the ones that I, we had to fill, you know, we, we decided we're doing a 12-inch, 12, 12 so... You know, five, six tracks, these are our good ones. They're on the A side and whatever else we had, we just kind of threw on the B side. I think what bands do now is we write all great songs and we put them out. You know, if they're not good, then we 
end up doing an EP or, or something like that. You don't just fill to get a, uh, a full length. And I think that that's, that's what it sounds like what you've done is the way that a 12-inch could be at this point, right, where you have something and it all is the same kind of thing, but one section on the A side and even though the B side or, you know, calling it A and B side kind of maybe has that negative connotation to it, but you have your first side and then your second side and it's all goes together, but it's different. So, you know, we spin the scars on show side and then we flip it over and the, the broken bones, I'm doing the air quotes, Side and (laughs) you know, like you said, it's all trashed again, so it all still sounds the same. But it's like, oh, here on this side, these tracks kind of have these elements, so they all kind of go together. So uh, I I think that's a great way to put a 12 inch together at this point. We're not, yeah, we're not going to go with uh, like an A and a B side. So one of the one of the recordings we did with a a fella named (laughs) Feth, and then. Broken Bones, we've done with a fellow named Jeff. We're in Jeff's studio right now. So we're going to have a Fef side and a Jeff side. <laughs> I like it. That's perfect. I That is the best right. way to do it. They're, they're gonna, they're mixed and they're recorded differently, so you're going to hear the difference. You know, it's, it's not like they're going to sound similar. It's going to be like we couldn't even technically put them on the same record. They're recorded differently. They're, they're mixed differently. Probably going to be mastered the same, but that's yeah. yeah. But, you know, like, like it's it's a different. It was a different take on it. So we were looking forward to it. Like, well, we don't know when to release it really because we were just released scars on the show to be wait or do we just get it out? There's no no one's telling us what to do. We we just do what we want realistically. <laughs> oh, we do what we we can afford at the time. It's like we can't afford to. We're just like oh, we'll wait a couple of weeks and we'll pay into it. So we do it all our own. It might come out in a couple of weeks. Might come out in a couple of months. It's definitely come out this year. We're not waiting for any bullshit like that. <laughs> 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 that was too much. I reckon sooner the better in case something else happens. Yeah, yeah true, true. Well, I want to start, like, during COVID, I um, I had a notebook and I filled it up because I had six to eight weeks at home with my kids doing homeschooling. I was like, I don't know, I'm just going to go play my guitar and I was just writing and writing and rehashing old songs. I'm like, I'm, I want to do these guys. Like, when can we do these? Like, oh, oh, let's yeah. finish this, let's finish this. We're going what about these? And like showing all these notebooks and like showing phone recordings on my acoustic, like terribly recorded. He, he sent us like another five or six songs. I'm just like, I'm not even going to listen to these. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm ready to go again. So that's, that's where the whole Broken Bones and Scars of the Show dilemma happens. Is like, I want to get it out because I have so much I want to show the guys. But then at the same time, I don't want to give everyone like too much and then we go, well, you waited three years while you did something give me so like, well, it's all meant to come out back in January anyway. So just fucking take what I give you. <laughs> but um well then there's on this new recording Broken Bones, the uh, I guess that's cool now. <laughs> so there's a song on that which sounds like 78 Clash vintage. It's fucking awesome. And uh, Mickey just came in here, into this room, actually. He came in here with a guitar idea. Within three minutes, Robbo's got lyrics. We've got a fucking song, you know. So <laughs> sometimes the shit there's, there's written that sit there on the shelf for months. And then sometimes it's just, oh, I've got this idea. Boom. And then we got a song. Then he's Chuck Berry fucking solos and everything. It's like, oh, fuck yeah, do that. It's cool. kind, of, kind of like his name for me, you know, Garbage Tracks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's call it Garbage Tracks. <laughs> but they're not garbage. <laughs> they're not garbage. We're pretty proud of them. Recycled, recycled <laughs> trash. 
<laughs> no, nah, it's going to be good. Like, I think you're going you're to enjoy it. Like, obviously, it's up to your interpretation, but we're really looking forward to releasing this, even though we just released Scarlet on Track. These are more what we've grown up to be because it's been about like seven years, realistically, since we started writing those songs on uh, Another Way to Fail. It took two or three years to do Another Way to Fail, and it's like another two or three years to do Scarlet on the Show. So that time period, these songs now more probably represent our taste, our, our style, our energy. Even so. though we're going older and greyer and probably slightly heavier, this is we're still doing the same thing. But those other two, like we should have done this seven, five, eight years ago, really. But you know, this is probably more true representation of what you're going to see in the future and how we're going to probably continue forward in recording style and energy style and I don't know, say maybe lyrical because. I'm just like a smart ass with a quick tongue. Like I don't really think I'm that good at writing lyrics. I just I'm a, I'm a smart ass. That is pretty good. And I just say whatever comes out of my mouth, and I'm like, I got ADD, so I say it before I think about it. And everyone goes, "Ooh, oh my god, can't say that." All right, my bad. I'll just take that back. And, but then sometimes it comes down, and it's like, "What was that?" I'm like, I don't know. It always catch you. That's the thing. And but that's what I want to listen to. That's what I want to hear in music. And and when they start playing stuff, I'm going. We'll just do that because I can hear it. Let's just do it. And you know, what? Why should we wait? And then the pile gets bigger and bigger. We're going. Ah, let's let's do this pile. So this year, that's what I want to focus on more. After this recording comes out, I want to nail some of these older songs that I did during early COVID. And then at the same time, I'm just not a totalitarian necessarily atmosphere. Like we can't do it because I want to do this. It's like if you got something, let's just do it. Uh, and it doesn't matter. So like. I'm looking forward to seeing what we come up with. Like, it's not necessarily about what I want. Whatever comes out, comes out. It's fucking. It's been awesome, and yeah, we haven't jammed in a while either. Like practiced because we've been recording, doing the recording, and then we've been kind of using gigs as practice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll practice the songs live in front of people. So yeah, we had, yeah, we it'll be good to get back into practicing again and start yeah. the structure of what's going to go where, and, and then get back in the show next summer. Well, it's. It should be winter for you, but it'll be summer for us. Like, yeah, I think we're just trying to make up for lost time. I, I definitely want to do that. Like, I, I'm, I'm itching, and like, you know, like, I want to be there, here, and everywhere. And like, can we go to Europe? No, we can't leave the country yet. No. <laughs> can we go to, can we go to uh, Queensland? No, it's flooding. Oh, can we go to Melbourne? No, it's still border restrictions. Can we go to Sydney? Yeah, maybe. It's flooding too. Though. It's flooding. It's flooding. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, everywhere, everywhere around. Flooding apart from us. Yeah, yeah. must be on the high ground. I don't know, but you've seen that in the news. It's gnarly. Like there is just yeah. so much water. They've had like a year's rain in twenty four hours. Like people's houses are getting washed away. It's been horrible. Oh, um, but you know, at the same time, it's like we're just like we're just wet here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh shit. But, uh, and Sydney is pretty bad. Two hours south, and like the all the banks are breaking and that. But at the same time. You sort of just go, well, there's nothing we can really do other than just like help out friends when they need it. So we can't even go there to do the borders are open and they're open, but then they're kind of closed because they're inundated in water. Yeah. So it's uh, spent time. <laughs> uh, hopefully uh, it all goes away soon and everything gets back on their feet okay and not too much damage has really been done. But uh, that's just a that's a time thing, really. Yeah. Would love to love to get back to Brisbane. It'd be good. There's a lot of great things. I mean, if you guys have the time and put a lot of great music, if you have it already, you know, last year there was a band. I, I think people have been coming up with creative ways to release music for a while, but I think maybe in the last year there was a band they they put out a full length. I think it finally released either the in the end of November, or maybe the first week of December. Well, what they did, they started off the year and they released a new single. 
every single month. So one month, one month, and every month they released a single, and then they released it as a whole as an LP finally on the last uh, single released. And so you could always do something like that if you wanted. You know, it, it depends on availability, you know, if you have the availability to write some music. So right now you have, how many tracks do you have wrapped up that you might release, you know, for this broken bones? Again, I'm going to put that in quotations. Not not seven, not yeah, set yeah, yet. Yeah. Seven tracks on that. Seven tracks. Seven. So seven tracks. Yeah, we literally finished mixing it two seconds before we started this call. Uh, we finished our blast. <laughs> I yeah. kept messaging you saying, oh, give, us a, give, us an hour, <laughs> give us half an hour. Yep. I was like, oh, let's have a break in this go do this. is like, how we first time we're going, Oh, just see what he says. And it's like, I don't give my right. Let's just do it, do it, do it. Yeah, there's, there's heaps of heaps of stuff. Yeah, and yeah, I think we'll, we'll probably just release it. Like, I think we should. There, there, we have we have no deadlines. We have no one to please other than our, our ourselves. Like, yeah. and we're we're ready and it's here. These seven songs, we're happy with them. There's like run with them because. I want, I want everyone to hear. I want to yeah, especially these ones. I want people to hear these songs because, really, like Robert said before, it really shows what we can do musically. We're not just like at party time, or whatever. It's just like oh, no, there's different dynamics in the, you know, in the movements and the in the music. So yeah, I think we put a lot more into these tracks. They're not as simple, but they're still pretty simple. But they're, <laughs> we've definitely uh, upped the game a little bit with solos and breakdowns and stuff. But it, it was all it was all natural. It was unintentional. We didn't, yeah, we didn't just, go right. We're going to write fucking Bohemian Rhapsody. We just went. <laughs> maybe we maybe we should slow down. Let's group this and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, definitely no Bohemian Rhapsody. No, he's going to expect something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mickey and Drew and Cal used to jam before I met them, and they had this song, and they didn't know what really what they wanted to do with it, and they, they sort of showed me. I was like, I'll just play it, and I just started ad-libbing over the top, and it almost came out like a rap. So I was singing that quickly to keep up with the scar, and then the breakdown came, and then I because I didn't know the chords they were playing, I just started. Sort of, I guess you could sort of soloing over the top. And he's like, that sounds like this. We're going to use that. And you're like, the fact that you don't know that's even better. You sort of came up with it. We're going, sweet. All right. And we just, we just kept growing and growing. It wasn't like we sat down and went, oh, let's write a scar song and let's add an element of reggae in the breakdown drums. Let's not fucking echo it out. It's just like, you can just hear it. We can just hear it without trying. And that's what, that was what was so awesome about what we're doing now. It's like, fucking print, send. Deliver. It was really fun to do too because the other two EPs were kind of record the drums, then you go and do your guitar part, he goes and does his bass, blah blah blah. But this one, we were all here together, even though if it wasn't our part, we were all there anyway, watching them record their part. So it was more of a, a whole experience, like all of us were there together yeah. doing it rather than separate. And like after my drum tracks, you know, I'm sitting there listening to the bass takes and the guitar takes, and I'm just like a few beers in. I'm just like, no, nah, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to play guitar, man. So I'm just like, I, don't, I just know it sounds better if you do it again. But it's more of a thing. And it comes out good, man. <laughs> but also just being there for one another. It's like, you know, like when I do the drum tracks for um, Scars on Show, I had these guys looking in a window at me like just going, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's good to have, have people around when you're doing these things. Yeah, I bet. We all appreciate that too. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and we were trashed when we were doing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was the day after my birthday, so we were like uh, yeah. making it a thing. That was good. A fitting That's how we name. It's extremely fitting name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One last question I have is, are you going to be doing any more music videos? As you know, the, as far as I know, you've only done the one for Long Way Home, which was great. I liked it a lot. Are, are you planning on doing anything like that? I'd be definitely going to do it again. Well, we would only talk about this this morning, like saying that we don't know if we should, because we've got a friend I'm called Hat the Mainframe, and for their first EP, they recorded like a video in the same room for every song, just so there's videos for it. We think maybe do something like that, or maybe actually do a proper video like uh, Long Way Home. Well, what was that? What was that cover? Yeah, I really want to. There's a I don't know a company out there that does like animated videos for you. I think it's pretty expensive, but they're like. Uh, if someone's for like Friends of Ram and Municipal Waste and stuff like that, they're always like really grimy looking cartoons. I'd really fucking want one of those. I think it'd be cool. Well, I think it'd have to be for a shorter song because I think it's pretty expensive. Yeah, but we definitely want to do a couple more videos because I think after we did that first video, it kind of bumped us up a little bit because I guess people like watching stuff. Yeah. It's easier to press play than like if you're on Facebook or something and the video starts, you're more likely to watch it than click a link and go into Spotify or something like that. So. Right. It kind of helped us out. I, I, I did contemplate, uh, I ran it by a while back, uh, doing music videos for um, the rest of Another Way to Fail, just to have more way out there. So I don't know if music, uh, lyric videos, sorry, are any good these days either. That was a, something I thought about doing. But it has come up. It's, it's not off the tables. The problem is funding, whatever money we make from shows, if we get money from shows, we put towards the band. If not, we self-fund. So it's whether or not we want to, Commit to like paying that much money, but we ironically we do want to, but it's, it's got to fit in the timing of things. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely on the cards. Uh, I I definitely want to because it was fun making the um, long way home video. But um, I guess we can't just do the same thing again. Yeah, and it, it was it was hard enough coming up with that video. I don't know. That that was all the questions I had. If, if is there anything else that you want to add in? Where's the best places that that people can find you? I mean, they can check out uh, Scars on Show is available on iTunes and can be listened to streaming like Spotify and stuff like that. Where's good place for people to follow you so they can check out? You know, if you do put a video together, where should they follow you so they can see that? Or when Facebook is just trust again. Facebook, uh, Instagram, we're just called Trash Again on that too. Bandcamp, the YouTube, anywhere, anywhere really. Like, we, we, we don't hide. We're, we're in plain sight. We're, we're there to be found. We're there to be heard. We're on every major streaming thing. Instagram's probably the uh, like the quickest. Yeah. It's pretty quick. So if you, you, you if you message us, we'll message you back, and we, we all we all deal with it. There's no bots. There's no managers. There's no back in anything. It's like if you want to have a chat, like send a message. We'll have a chat yeah. No nudes, thanks. We're good. You can find us anywhere. Shout out, come to the shows, support us however you can. We appreciate it. Thanks for having a chat with us today, man. It's been awesome. Excellent. Yeah, yeah really. I've had a great time. I appreciate you guys taking the time. I look forward to the next time, and hopefully, uh, the next time we get to see each other in person, that would be great. That's yeah, right. It'd be awesome. We're definitely keen. I've always wanted to go to America, but to go to play shows would be even better. I'll see you. And I've always wanted to go to Australia, so maybe we'll see each other twice. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Excellent. Well, thank you, guys. We'll play some more yeah. music. Uh, thank you again. I appreciate it. See you next time, Mike. Right. I've got an axe to grind with you. You're a liar, a traitor, a callback stabber. No one's safe around you. 
I drag you down, I'll show you what's wrong with the world, and that's you. I drag you down, I'll show you what's wrong with people like you. talking about you in that song eric <laughs> oh good so everybody else <laughs> all right <laughs> all right trashed again i want to thank those guys again definitely much more convenient time uh the first time i did an interview with them I, it was a weeknight and i had to work in the morning mm. and i set my alarm and woke up at 2 a.m because it was the time that the whole band could be together so in this instance, it was far better than waking up at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, for all parties included. Except yes. for me, apparently. Yes. It actually was like an hour and a half after the, the time that we had originally scheduled. So it was even later into the evening for us. But uh, as they stated in the interview, they're finishing up recording new music. They just released January 22nd, their six-track EP. And they have seven other tracks they're just finishing up. Uh, working on the mastering, and that's what they were doing, and that's why the interview got pushed off even an hour and a half later ah. than we were hoping, but uh, all for good things. Yes, all for good things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to no, that. Uh, I hope they take my recommendation and make a, a cool dual 7-inch EP because they can put the first one on the first 7-inch and the second one on the 7-inch because they'll have it done this year, and it's just a matter of when they want to release it. You know, when it, That's when it comes down to because they'll have it done. Right. It's pretty awesome. What day? What day was it? You did the interview? Sunday. Sunday. Ah, that's why I couldn't uh, come. I was busy giving our new uh, 
drummer protege a rundown of That's our right. songs. So. That's right. So yeah, very important. I, I say that without a shred of irony. It is incredibly important. Eric's got shows coming up. He's got to get the new drummer on the right page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to thank everybody that was uh, all the three of the band members that were able to make it. Trashed again, awesome. That is gonna. I've been listening to the shit out of that. That the new Prowlers and uh, the new Riot City Radio. Three that any chance I get to listen to something and go back and listen to more because there's so much that we have to get to. Uh, those are the ones that I've been going back to. So go check it out. Uh, Scars on Show. Go over to their band camp. You can find it on streaming services. Go listen to it anywhere, everywhere. Uh, wow. Those guys are awesome. Can't wait until the next one. No pressure because you did just put one out, and I'm enjoying the other one. But if it's <laughs> done, why not, right? <laughs> right. All right. Well, let's get to wrapping up the show. We just wrapped up the interview. So we got a couple of uh, – you have a – Song from a soundtrack, and oh, I've yeah. got some new metal. We'll talk about mine in a moment. Get to yours. Let's go. Okay. So, yeah, the song that I chose, it is from a soundtrack from a movie of which I have a weird connection with now, but it's also a very personal connection. Okay. And that when I first saw this movie, this was the one that made me think, I think i got to start listening to more rock and roll. The, the movie is... School of Rock. Nice. Oh yeah, that's a it's a great movie. I've seen it a million times over. I can't remember the last time I watched it because I've just been quoting it to myself for years, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I just remember specifically when he's uh when Mister Schneebley is <laughs> he's in front of the class and he's asking them what what bands they like and of course they're. Their responses are not to his liking. So he starts naming them off. He's like, Led Zeppelin. What about Black Sabbath? ACDC? Motorhead? Ah, <laughs> oh, what are they teaching this place? <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh. So those are rock bands. I gotta go start listening to them. <laughs> and thus begin the trek and the results. Uh, well, I'm here talking about music. Obsessively. Right. <laughs> so... Yeah, and nowadays, this is where my kind of weird connection comes in. I feel like I've almost taken on that role of Dewey Finn slash Ned Schneebly. (laughs) Because I basically had to bring together my entire band, people who were like mostly out of the scene, at least in the first strain. And then I had all these songs written, and I had to do drills with them teaching them all the songs, and getting them to where they need to be. And most recently, I put together a playlist of a lot of uh, 90s, 2000s, metal-slash-core bands. So, you know, metal-tinged, hardcore, whatever. <laughs> it's And I made that playlist on YouTube, and I sent the link to the people in my band chat on Messenger. I go, hey guys, I made this playlist. If you want to get, like, in... If you want to get an idea of what music we're kind of aiming for, this would be a good start. And then I looked up a photo of when Schneebly's handing out the CDs to the kids, and the quote is, your homework tonight is to listen to some real music, get inspired. (laughs) That's when I was like, holy fuck, I set out (laughs) for what I became to be. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I guess I was always meant to be Jack Black. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh my god. I mean, yeah, that's just one of the three Jack Black movies I have memorized. The other one being Pick of Destiny. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, which I which I did talk about on a, a many, many episodes ago. When right. When we played the Beelzebub song. 
Yes. Yeah. That's a that's a great movie too. Watch it if you're a stoner or if you're a rocker or if you just like to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with this one. And yeah, the movie School of Rock. I got nothing but nice things to say about it. I just love how he's building up all these all these kids in a prep school, telling them the power of music and the how are you you stick it to the man, <laughs> the power of rock and roll. One great rock show can change the world. I could quote all day, but the overall plot is just, just like, yeah, just do the music, man. It's about the passion. And if, you, and if you're good enough, you'll never believe what you can accomplish. And they may not have won the Battle of the Bands, spoiler alert, but they got encored. <laughs> and that is the real prize, my friends. And without further ado, they're the School of Rock. And this song was written by their own Zach Mooneyham.
perfect sun But y'all be rocking when I'm done That's what three weeks of training will get to you. <laughs> You'll achieve rock and roll stardom. Right? <laughs> yeah. I love the synopsis of that film. It's just uh, just the it's exemplar of the, the proverbial teenage dream. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you were a musician, you had it. I still kind of have it. But that's because I'm actually doing something with it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no matter the... Uh, no matter the outcome, at least you actually worked for it. And that's what these kids did. <laughs> yeah, great film. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you do watch it. And I suggest you listen to the soundtrack. Because aside from this song, they got a lot of bangers in there. That's awesome, of, they do. Lot, yeah, a lot of old school ones, you know. They got songs from Creed. They got the songs from uh, ACDC. Well, actually, it's a cover of an ACDC song. <laughs> they even have the Immigrant song on there. Which they actually... Fun, quick trivia fact here. Led Zeppelin was not budging on granting them the rights to any of their music. At least the them or the label. Actually, they are the label. Never mind. <laughs> they weren't. And But it's like, we're making a movie about rock and roll. We need to have Led Zeppelin one song in here. So they actually, so the cast and the crew, they actually kind of made, uh, made a video of them just, uh, of them kind of uh, rallying that, the importance of this movie and rock and roll and how it's similar to your uh, your inclusion in the rock and roll spectrum. So please grant us access to at least one song. And they and they agreed. They're like, all right, you convinced us. And that's why the immigrant song is in School of Rock. So there you go. Now you know something new. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Well, that's great. I'm going to wrap up the show with some more new metal. And when I... I keep calling it new metal, but there's a, a variety of bands. You know, they're all kind of new metal, uh, some form of rock. I don't know, you, uh, industrial metal. Some of the bands are going to fall under. They mm -hmm. all kind of were just metal, hard rock music that I was listening to end of the '90s through 2000s. Power Man 5000. I'm going to play on this episode. They have a variety of sounds depending on their album. Their sound evolved. Different albums, different sounds. They even have. One of their albums, anyone for Doomsday, uh, actually, sorry, Destroy What You Enjoy. I got the wrong one. Uh, Destroy What You Enjoy that came out in 2006 uh, actually is a very punk-sounding album. Uh, and then they have uh, a lot of other tracks. Even during their show, uh, their drummer, his name is Rattan. He has the laptop to do like the samplings and stuff like that, like the beginnings of some of the tracks and maybe some overlays of some of the tracks that 
the band does, but they have a lot of other tracks that are just the guitars, drums, and just how you would do it in, in metal or punk and not specifically something that falls under the industrial metal umbrella. But I really like this band. I picked a track that they played. It was right at the beginning of the show. The crowd really liked it. It was at Liquid Joe's. Uh, mm. The Liquid Joe's has actually changed their stage since the last I've been there. Their stage is tucked further back. It's a little bit bigger than it was before. Ah, uh, a lot more upgrade. seating in there, which was, I guess, if you want to go sit, is convenient. But if you want to have a place to stand, it is less convenient. But anyway, I was <laughs> right up by the stage because there wasn't a lot of other places to go. Uh, they were awesome. So they played Invade, Destroy, Repeat right at the beginning. That's off of their Builders of the Future, which came out in 2014. They have so many great albums. I've actually been listening to a little bit here and there over the last few days. And they just have a lot of cool albums, a lot of cool music that I really enjoy. Most of these tr- songs, and I've picked bands and tracks for all these new metal slash hard rock slash industrial metal and all this that came out and it's all going to be stuff that was released late 90s through maybe mid 2000s at the latest this one obviously in 2014 but i just picked a track that stood out during the live show otherwise i would have picked something off of tonight the stars revolt anyone for doomsday transform all those were up to 2003 but uh all of them and i have the cd for every one of these bands i'm going to play and i have enough that's going to last through september like Every episode up through September, that's how many bands and songs I have picked. And all, like I said, I have the CDs for all of them, including this one. I do have this CD here, and it is for Builders of the Future. I really like the band. Their show was awesome. I told you where you can go find them, and I definitely recommend going and seeing them. They've been around since 91. They're still going. Uh, They just released within the last three years, four years. They've released two albums just in the last couple years. This was their first show on the tour. They did have a few technical difficulties. They made light of it, which is funny. Spider One is killing it. Merv is awesome on bass. He's been their bass player for like seven or eight years, and he's pretty awesome. Uh, I just really enjoyed the band, and I would continue to go see it. They put on a great show, and even it being the first one, a lot of people, it's their first show's show or for shows to see and who gives a shit right mm-hmm. technical difficulties with the smoke machine the laptop had a little bit of an issue for a moment with some of the o- playing some of the overlays so they can get going like right in the middle of the show uh they did do the encore i'm an against an encore guy like if you are the circle jerks and you haven't played in a lot of years and you've played everything and you come back great but when you save two of your biggest tracks for your encore and you come back out you were intending to do that and when you just leave the stage like come on everybody not it's not a knock against power man 5000 it's just everybody that's kind of comes from that era where it's like do the encore right i'm not i don't think you need to i think you just play your great tracks and if the crowd is just going bananas after you've walked off and there's a couple tracks you know you you can warm up you know not warm up but have a few in your pocket ready to go in case the encore is warranted, but the crowd's not leaving. The crowd's chanting so loud. Yeah. That's when you do the encore. That happened to me. Yeah. It was our <laughs> on the the same band that I opened that I played in that opened up for Negative Approach. When we played our last ever show, we finished off with our last song, and then they're like, "No, no, no, one more, one more." I'm like, "We don't really have any more. We could do a cover." 
all right, do the cover. And our drummer didn't know, remember how to play it, so we pulled a drummer from the crowd. It's like, what song are you doing? Oh, we're doing Puritan by Hatebreed. Oh, okay, give me a second. So he <laughs> listened to the song a little bit. Oh, yeah, okay, it goes like this. So he filled in on drums, and we closed out our show with uh, with Hatebreed's Puritan. Awesome. <laughs> our last show ever, the last song we ever played, and we had to get a, a fill-in drummer. <laughs> very, very on the minute. <laughs> That is the kind of uh, encore that stands out and is memorable, though. Oh yeah, right. Not the not the rehearsed, the the planned. And again, it's not a knock on them. The majority of the bands that wrap up the show seem to do it, but I enjoy it more when they just play their those mm. tracks instead of trying to save them for when you come back out. Just just play them. Just play them. Anyway, <laughs> the the whole show was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I stuck around for the two track encore. I've got my shirt that I'm wearing right now. This shirt right here was what on the the drums. Uh, that's why I picked this particular shirt because it stood out. I was like, "Yep, yeah, I will remember that." And so that's why I have this one. Uh, you can't see it, but uh, go look up the go to their live show. You'll see it. How's that? <laughs> All right, good enough. Go. Invade, destroy, repeat. This is Fireman Five Thousand.
bam. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's kind of funny what you're mentioning about what is perceived as new metal, right. and yeah, all the little different factions in there. Of course, you say new metal, people are either gonna think Limp Biscuit or Lincoln Park or Slipknot, which you know they're like the uh, the heavy hitters. But yeah, then you get deep cuts like these guys that are walking that fine line of electronic or industrial and, you know, new metal. Right. And yeah, Power Man 5000, obviously, you heard it, has done it. But other bands like uh, What Come to Mind are Static X and Marilyn Manson. Right. You know, they've all been they've all been kind of riding that train as well, just bringing a different source of electronic music into the into the the fold. Right. Even Slipknot did that to an extent, with all their little samples and uh, Sid, Sid and Craig kind of working off of each other. Uh, they just did so much more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much more. But yeah, they. But yeah, new metal is just such a it's such a weird little it's such a weird microcosm of the metal spectrum. Just so strange. It's not just rap plus hard rock, man. It's a lot more than that. Right. Same thing with metalcore. Metalcore ain't just all kill, switch, engage, and hate breed. It goes deeper, bud. Much deeper. <laughs> right. Well, check out Power Man 5000. Check him out on tour. I really enjoy him. I'll see him again. I hope Spider One was awesome. Uh, real quick before we wrap up the show, by the way, thank you everybody for joining us all the way up till now. I forgot to mention earlier, Voltage Records. Go find them at Voltage Records on Instagram and on Facebook. They're from Bruno. In the Czech Republic, they are doing a fundraiser, a vinyl test pressing for sale to benefit the victims of the war in Ukraine. Uh, the border to Ukraine from the Czech Republic, or from Czechia, is a mere 800 kilometers. And Voltage Records, in uh, conjunction with other bands on their label, are working on promoting a GoFundMe. This Saturday, March 19th, starting at uh, 8 p.m. CET. I don't know what specifically that is. But anyway, go check them out beforehand and on their Facebook and Instagram. And you can keep an eye on the sale that they're doing. The sale will include uh, test pressings from the band Bad English. There's uh, Street Punk, Oi, and Roll, which is uh, brand new. I think their their newest release, I want to say. Defiance. We're on the streets. They'll have one of that bad English. Uh, they're actually going to have five test pressings of War on the Streets from Defiance, and that one's not even coming out until May. There'll be an auction sale on it. Monster Squad's Depression from 2018. There'll be four of those. And the Virus System Failure from 2017. There'll be five of those. Again, it'll go to help victims uh, in the war in Ukraine. Go check out Voltage Records. Everybody, thank you for joining us all the way up to this point. We're going to wrap up the show. It is long. We're reaching the very end because when we have the interviews, that's just what we are. We're short on time. So you'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. You'll find the bands on Instagram at Drug Church, at Whiskey's Wake, at Orphan Riot, at Lurk underscore USA, at Trashed Again, at Official Powerman 5000, at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? One second. Well, you can find all the bands on Facebook at Drug Church, at Whiskey's Wake, at Orphan Riot, at Lurk USA, no hyphen, or not hyphen, but underscore this time. Mad Brother World has a page. Negative Approach has a fan page, but that's it. At Trashed Again, at Paraman5000, at SLCPunkCast.com. Eric. 
Okay, how much time do we have? As much as you got. Okay. <laughs> my personal Instagram is scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. My band's Instagram are at anonymous underscore band official and heart of dark at heart of dark 801 SLC. Our Facebook, uh, respectively, is at anonymous SLC and at heart of dark dot SLC. Uh, you can find my Lead Melodies podcast on at Lead Melodies underscore podcast Instagram and Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. And you can find the rest of it all on circlepitradio.com. And don't forget to follow the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook at SLC Hardcore. I'll, I try to update as much as I can with all the local shows. So there you go. Excellent. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in up to this point. Thank you for the guys in the band, Trashed Again, for joining us for that interview. Stay tuned. We'll have an interview on the next episode as well. Eric, any quick final thoughts? I do not have quick final thoughts. I have one that I was going to say, but specifically for this week. But I guess I'll have to roll over. There you go. Roll it over till the next time. Thank you. Play the fucking outro. (laughs) 